boom coming in hot, Chinchy. Happy Monday to you, man. Happy Monday. Feeling good today. In a good yeah. mood. It's sunny here, and it's like a little warmer for the first time in like a week in, in the tri-state area. Yeah. Is it cold there still? It's cold. It's cold, dude. Yeah, it's cold. It's like I think this morning it said they say it felt like fourteen, but Oof. I took a nice little walk out there, bro. It didn't feel yeah. like fourteen. It felt like thirty-four. I love when you walk around and 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 give some life lessons on your little on your Instagram account. I think people like that. Oh yeah, I know. Thanks, dude. Yeah, every once in a while I get inspired. Yeah. And I, dude, what was that? Was that a deer? What was that animal you saw when you were walking the other dude, day? Dude, it was a dude. It was a dude. That thing right was my huge. Humo- what was that? I honestly, it was like I rolled. I, it was a deer. I rolled up on it, and it, it uh, you know, it was a buck. It had like I don't know. I, I'm not a big hunter, but it had like it was like a sit eight point or something like that. That thing was and huge. It, it was change. It was so close to me initially, and then I was like, "Is this guy gonna charge me?" <laughs> that's so I mean, crazy I, like, I usually don't roll up on deer like that there's a lot of deer in this area dude the yesterday in my backyard tw- 20 turkeys just dude turkeys yeah. are huge when i when uh when me and jess uh first moved in together and we lived in edgewater new jersey for like that one oh, year because yeah. it's oh, yeah. so close to the network yep, i remember dude i and we lived on like the top of like a hill so we had to like go up this big kind of hill to get to our, our house and Every couple yeah. days, there'd be a turkey just walking in the street. And you can't, like, you don't scare them. Those things, they look like they're, like, six they feet tall, you. some of them. They're huge. <laughs> they I, do, dude. I, they're incredible. A wild turkey about, is a weird kid, thing how, to see. What? How about this, bro? On the side of my house here, one night, I swear to God. It's, like, probably, like, last year. I come. My, my, I have a whole – you've seen my backyard before. It's all woods. So I, I'm, I parked the car, and I'm coming in, and, you know – I hear something in the bushes right there. So like an idiot, I go check it out. I really should have run for the hills, but I'm like, let me check it. Let me check it out and see what's going on. Because it sounds like a legit animal. You know, sometimes you know it's yeah. a chipmunk or a squirrel. You're like, yeah, right, I know. I'll let that go. It's cool. Yeah. There's something big moving. And I'm like, and I was thinking to myself, like, I obviously wasn't thinking at the time. Because I'm like, let me go check this out. So, bro, I walk over and I'm like, what is that? What is but it's pitch black. All of a sudden, Chinch, wham, the wings go Flying up of a turkey, dude. From from one feet away, yeah, yeah, turkey. The tur- <laughs> I spooked the turkey. He spooks me. <laughs> Bam! Freaking the wings go flying up like this, and I literally screamed like 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 I'm a four year old little girl. Like, ah! <laughs> you know, it was like it was like ten o'clock at night. I start bolting for the garage, and this turkey takes off, dude. It's on a jet plane to Jamaica, just right outside my, uh, right outside my my house, dude. But scared me to death, man. Wait, but, I, 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 like, like to your point, when its wings came up, it was dude. so freaking big. It looked like a human being. Oh my god! Wait, I got one more super quick one to tell you. I haven't told Jess this yet. <laughs> I love these ones. I hope she doesn't hear. <laughs> so, I usually keep talk, talk shop. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I usually keep uh, our. I got those two dogs so we have so much dog food so i usually keep the dog food in their garage and uh when i go to feed them i'll I'll open the garage and bring it in whatever so this is like this is like two weeks ago i I didn't oh my god i can't believe i'm even saying this right now so it's like two (laughs) weeks ago and my dogs get me up at like 6 6 30 in the morning so i go down with them i'm like stumbling around i go to the garage i open the, the thing and i realize i didn't fully wrap you know, I didn't fully close like the dog food thing, and there was only like a little left in it anyway. I was gonna open up a new bag, right? But so I go, I pick up the bag, and I bring it in, and I, oh my god, I can't believe this! 
so I, I bring it in, and usually, like, I'll just pour the bowls right by, right by my door, by the garage, and, and then I'll pick them up, and the dogs, like, are so good. They go sit by their crates and, and, and wait for it. I go, right. I go to pour the bag into the fucking into the thing, <laughs> and a mouse jumps out. Oh my god! And runs straight into my living room, and I was like, I was like, oh! but it was like it was like six in the morning. Jess works like later than me, so she's still sleeping, and I was like, oh! and my dogs just start sniffing around. I got my cats too, who's like, what the fucking what? dude? She's like, where's that? Where's that mouse? Dude, this is like two and a half weeks ago. I still haven't told Jess, and I have not yeah. seen him. I haven't seen it since. Stu hasn't locked down. hasn't locked down that mouse yet. I kind of think. Me? I think somewhere along the lines, like it must, because I'm constantly letting my dogs out in the yard. I think he was like, it was probably sneaking. Remember that one time I had? And by the way, very clean family. This has nothing to do with anything. I just live in like an area where like there's a lot of mice in my town. But remember that one time last year I sent you the picture of the mouse just like hanging on my wall. Like yeah. they they yeah. go towards my like back area because I think they know that's how they can get out. Uh, whatever, dude. I haven't dude. told her. And I haven't oh seen my that. God. Dude, you don't understand what it's like to pour to to like it's like if you're pouring something into a bowl and something is alive in it. Like it was yeah, and scattered the, the food. Oh, <laughs> and oh, and, and all I think about is like it was in my hands. It was in the bag. Anyway, well, whatever. Let's get into baseball, dude. I hope. Oh my god! So I hope good, she doesn't this, watch this. this. Is so good. I hope she doesn't watch it. Anyway, I'm gonna call her and tell her to watch it. I'm gonna shoot her a text. Hey, <laughs> you gotta watch the show today. Uh, anyway, all right. Let's get into some really good baseball stuff. How about Dansby Swanson to the Cubs, bro? You kind of. You kind of hinted yeah. that it might be a good spot for him. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, the Cubs needed to do something, dude. Like, talking to Rossi, like, you know, this past year, you know, just having to talk like, hey, man, your roster, you know, outside of Ian Happ, you know, Nick Horner's a nice player. But outside Ian Happ, man, that lineup is not that good, you know. And, and I think – and, you know, we saw it with the Giants signing Correa. You know, listen, at the end of the day, if you want – the Cubs are rebuilding, which I don't think the Cubs ever should be rebuilding. You're the Cubs. You're the Red Sox. You don't rebuild. You reload. You know what I mean? So when I look at Swanson, I'm like, okay, that's a nice sign. He's, he's still young. It's a seven-year deal. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, priced accordingly. I think it's $177 million, something like that, which is incredible. You know, we're even say priced accordingly. That's where we're at in the market. But the bottom line is, man, I think it's a nice sign for the Cubs. They need some star power. They need some good players. He's a great clubhouse guy. Um, and and it really worked out for Swanson signing, being the fourth guy to sign out of those four guys, out of Turner, Bogarts, and Correa. Swanson going forth, I think he got more money, more value. I think the Cubs, I think that's a great landing spot for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good for them. And I know David Ross is happy about that. Right. If I'm a brave, I'm a sad Braves fan today, if I were a Braves fan. Man, between, oh, I'm, between no Freeman doubt. and Swanson, I get it. I get the business of baseball. I get everything. But those two guys, you would think like – all right, that's it. These are our franchise guys, and in twenty years, they're going to be the ones coming back, like you, you guys do with the Reds. Like, and man, they're both gone. They're both gone from right. that Braves team. They just feel like Braves to me. It's sad, sad yeah, day for the Braves. No. They do, they do, yeah. And careful, I think when you still when you keep trading your uh, big clubhouse guys, you know, oh, it's okay. We'll move him for the money. That you just bring anybody in. Sometimes that doesn't work out. Yeah, and sometimes I'm sure you guys are all sitting in a lot. I'm sure the Braves guys are all texting each other, like, really, man. Like today, right? Oh, that no happens, there's right? No, there's, oh, Who, didn't oh, you say yeah. you said when we had Aaron Boone on? You said you cried when they traded Aaron Boone. 
right? Oh, I was bawling. Are you kidding me? I was on the side of my bed crying like a, like a you know, whatever, whoever cries a lot. <laughs> Good save. Like I knew new, where you're like going. A new, like a newborn baby, yeah. <laughs> I knew where you're going. You got politically correct there. You stopped yeah. yourself. That well, was very was good. Like, this is gonna, I was like, we're going to have to edit this. Anyway, so let's move on. So Dodgers were in on, on Swanson, didn't get him, so they pivot, and they go, J.D. Martinez, yeah. short deal, smart yeah, move on deal. both sides. What do you think of that? I like it, man. With the DH being a, but this is what this is what the the universal DH adds a lot, man. You can bring it now. Now there's 30 teams that you know these guys that are like a guy like a JD Martinez. Hey, he can go to the Dodgers, have production and DH there, you know. So I, I like. I think it's a great sign. And you listen, man. You know Chinch as well as I do. When the Dodgers are signing people, you know they're doing their homework. Absolutely. You no, know, you know Andrew Friedman and that crew up in, in, in that front office. They're breaking the numbers down big time and they're saying hey jd martinez still has a lot left in the tank and he's going to be a nice fit for us he's a guy that puts together good at bats and he's going to be great in the middle of that lineup so i think that's a nice sign for the dodgers really nice sign one year um and and also too going back to swanson i did think the dodgers would be his land dodgers and cup yeah. the two that i thought and then the but the dodgers just seemed you know like that was yeah. going to be that was be the likely landing place and uh yeah, interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, interesting. How that goes. Yeah. Um, and well, so speaking of which, and this plays into the DH thing because we got on before and we we're talking about Justin Turner to the Red Sox, and I'm like, yeah. Well, what does that say to Devers? But you yeah. read some stuff. You have some ideas on how we can, yeah. how they can be well, fine, and you can still resign Devers, maybe. Well, Devers know. is going to be your third baseman. Obviously, he's your he's your best player, and he's one of the best players in baseball. And you got to you got to make a push at him soon. You're gonna it's going to take 350 million to sign Devers, I think. Uh, if Bogart's got 280, Devers is getting way more than that. Wow, yeah. Um, so, and he's younger. He's younger too. I think. I think Devers is only still 26. Yeah, no, he's a baby. Incredible. He's a baby. Yeah, the numbers that he's putting up are incredible. Um, so Devers will play third. Turner, will, Turner will be the primary DH, I would think, and probably spell Devers every once in a while at third, and maybe even over at first get some reps at first and third. So. He's still a really good athlete. Put up good numbers again last year. This guy's a consistent hitter. It's a. I like the sign for the Red Sox. This is a guy, Justin Turner, that's aging well. He knows how to hit. Um, you know, you watch his. You watch the. Um, you know the, the his at bats, the way he puts together in a bat. It's just impressive. And like he, you know, he finds a way to just you know get out there, put up numbers, even as he as he ages. So I think it's a nice little sign for the Red Sox. But they got a lot more yeah. to do, man. They do. The Hold on, I have a. I'm going to hit you with a, a tough topic here. Hold on. Yeah. So, Devers. Hard hitting? Hard hitting? Yeah, this is hard hitting, and I just made this <laughs> up, but it made me think of it. Okay. And this is putting you on a spot. All right. Uh, Juan Soto is – how old is he here? I think he's like 24. <laughs> yeah, no, wait. Hold on. Shit. Where's this baseball reference page? Why is it – come on, reference. Reference is getting a little sloppy with their pages, man. It's hard to <laughs> – <laughs> okay, all right. Juan Soto in 2022 was 23 years old. Rafael. Wow. What? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Devers is 25. Devers is 20, 25. Okay, yeah. So he's going to be 26. I want to ask you, at the end of their careers, which will have been the better hitter? Wow. Tough I one, think right? Devers. I mean, the way Soto's played the last couple of years, you're like, hmm, what's going on here? Crazy. Devers just continues to rip. What are Devers' numbers? I got him right Man, here. I, right. I, yeah. This I mean, past year, 295 batting average, 358 on base, 521 slugging, 27 and 88, 
42 doubles. Um, and Soto did not have the greatest year, to be honest. He hit, he hit 236 in 52 games with the Padres. He was only hitting yeah. 246 in, right. in 100 right. games with yeah. the Nats. Well, you don't want you don't want to get. Remember those? There was like a few years there. Joey Votto was like one of the best players in the game. Then all of a sudden, he was like one of the best on base guys. Be like, hey, he's getting on Brian Kenny. Right. He's getting on base. I'm like, right. Who cares? Right. You 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 got to be Joey Votto. You got to drive the ball in. You got to hit 300. You got to you got to drive in 100 ribbies. You got to hit 30 homers. No one cares. You're getting on base. Like, yeah, that's, that's, not a, why that's a great point. I, I should have put that yeah. on base for for so, Soto's so, on but, base. He was 408 with Washington right, but, and he was 388 with the Padres. But who gives a shit? Is it your right, point? But that's, where, but that's where we're starting to feel like, okay, dude, are you the on-base guy? Like, you get on base, or do you drive in runs and you expand the zone a little bit and get outside your comfort zone? Like, you can't be hitting 236 and 240 if you're going to be the best player in baseball. Sorry. Yeah. That's the bottom line. The best players in baseball don't hit 235 and 245. They just don't. No, they just don't. You're right. It's interesting. Like, like that's a perfect example. Like, and again, the batting average matters. Like, I'll, I'll go back to when it, we had Boone on. When we had Boone on last week. He said the the legitimate. He pointed to one specific thing as the thing that killed the Yankees for not getting to the World Series. And what was it? DJ LeMay who got hurt. Right. And he's your right. guy. He's like he was the guy before Judge. He knew how to hit before Judge. He knew how to get hits. He knew how to get on base. But by hitting the baseball, he's a three hundred hitter. Dude, listen. When the you know a few years ago the analytics guys said, "Oh, batting average doesn't matter. Just on base and slug OPS is the number." Like, as you start to see the teams that win it all, they got a lot of guys in the lineup that are close to 300. A lot of guys in the lineup that don't necessarily punch out. They put together good at bats. The high strikeout teams with the low average, hey man, they don't hit great pitching. I, I'm looking for 300 hitters because those guys hit the closers. The 300 hitters hit the one and two starters. That's who you're going to see in the postseason. So if you think you're going to get by with just a bunch of guys that are, hey, this guy's a good uh, power guy, a good swing. Joey Gallo, he still has an 850 OPS. I don't care. Like Joey Gallo and these guys, they're not hitting closers. They're not hitting one or two starters. You get in the postseason, these guys are construction cones. They're out. Nice. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, you're yeah. out. You know right. what I mean? So you need guys like LeMahieu. You need guys that are high average guys because they're obviously the consistency for putting the bat to the ball. It's huge, and, and if you your whole goal is to win the whole thing. So you got to have those kind of guys in your lineup. Right. So for the guys that say batting average doesn't matter, go ask the teams that win championships if batting average matters or not. Right. And now, so that brings me to a good segue here. You're a kid right now, and it's like, oh, I want to hit homers. That's how I'm going to make money in the big leagues. You guess what? You can make $12 million a year being a good hitter because that's what Michael Brantley just signed with the Astros. Right. One year, $12 million deal, and everything you just talked about that is one of the guys that you were talking about, like Michael Brantley, oh. Lemayu. There's a very there's right. there's very few guys with that skill set anymore who are hitters the way you were. Yeah. Like Michael yeah. Brantley plays a lot like you uh, offensively. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, go, like go, and, and, and go go look at Brantley in the postseason. Dude. Oh, forget about it. The guy's a killer. The guy's a killer. Yeah, because because he can hit good pitching. Yeah, he doesn't. You know what I mean? So like at the end of the day, and 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 he, and he still hits a lot of doubles. That's one thing where people get caught up in power. Like power, oh power! No, dude, doubles are power. Doubles are gap power. Like a guy that has a high OPS, he's got a lot of doubles. You know, a lot, there's a lot of guys that have high homers that are in the 700 in the OPS, which is OPS is on base plus slugging percentage. And you're like, how's this guy got a 770 OPS? All he does is hit homers. He doesn't hit any doubles. So he might have 30 homers. He's got 20 doubles. Yeah, perfect. You know? How about this? So, so the guy, uh, 
Yeah, so no. a guy like Brantley might hit you 20 homers. He's got 45 doubles. Yeah, so Brantley was hurt a lot last year, right? But he did play yeah. in 64 games. Guess what? Right. 14 doubles in 64 games while he was right. hurt. I and mean, he was probably hurt for the last, like, two weeks of him, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Led the league with he was, 45. He had 45 doubles back-to-back years one year. Or uh, two years. Yeah. Had 40 doubles legit, in 2019. I mean, forget yeah. about it. He's a stud, dude. And you need yeah. that. Like you said, you just you, you need that in your lineup. Like you I remember, Kevin Millar always said, Kevin Millar always said, think about those Yankee teams that were so great and they had they had, Gian, they had all those big guys. Millar used to go, the single scariest player on the Yankees was Hideki oh, Matsui. No. no, he said Matsui. Oh, Matsui. Yeah, okay, in those later okay. years, uh, uh, the the when the Red Sox started beating on the Yankees, but like yeah. he's like Matsui would come up and we knew he wasn't going to strike out. We knew he right. wasn't going to strike out, right. so we were right. terrified of him in the clutch. The other guys, you know, Pedro's out there. Sometimes Pedro couldn't get Matsui out. But you could get out the home run hitters. You could get the sluggers out. And there you go. You're in the ALCS in a huge spot. Who do you want up there? The guy that's going to put the ball in play. And Paul O'Neill. Right. Uh, 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 those, the reason those Yankee teams from, from 98. Exactly. Everyone, oh, everyone everybody got on base. Everybody got guys, hits. Yeah. No, and I'm Paul like, O'Neill was the guy. Yeah. Chuck Knobloch. Those guys that were like good hitters, dude. They were tough outs. Yeah, they were, they were striking out. Their strikeout to that whole lineup back then, like, Strikeout to walks, they basically it was pretty close. Like they they would walk just as much as they'd they'd strike out, and they wouldn't strike out much. And that's how you win. Yeah. Th- those yeah, dude, let's go back, go back to the uh, uh, what do you call it? The Kansas City team. That Kansas City team they had no power, really. I mean, it, like Hosmer and <laughs> bless you, Hosmer and uh, um, what's his name? Who just got DFA? Yeah, Mustakis. Mustakis. They had oh, some yeah. bombs, but they had like 25, 26. But, but they were who they have who did. Who did they have? Zobrist. Zobrist, exactly. And then who did the Cubs go and get? Because Zobrist, and he won them a championship. championship. Right, because in 2015, they had so much swing and miss. The Cubs, like, oh, this Cubs team's great. But guess what? They had so much swing and miss, they couldn't advance. Who'd they go get? They got a guy like Zobrist, who's going to put the ball in play. You know, and who gets the game-winning hit in the Game 7 of the World Series? Zobrist. Boom, yeah. I think the worm's turning. I think... I think, especially again, I hate to keep bringing up the the Boone conversation, but like the thing when you guys dove into the analytics and how he handles analytics, that was yeah. like the perfect. That made me so like happy, like wow, this guy is yeah. legit. Because it's like, yes, analytics are X, but there's also right. Y, and you got to right. put X and Y together, and right. you need guys exactly. to hit right. Yeah, and you you can't rely on just one analytic, like oh, you know, whatever on base or. Slug, right? You, you have there's, there's a whole thing that goes into that, and I think batting average is starting to come like people are starting to realize okay, if you're hitting 230 and you face good pitching, you're in trouble. Yep. If you're a guy that's hitting, hitting close to 300, you know, let's just say 280, let's not even say 300. If you're a 280 hitter, 275 or above, guess what? When a guy comes in to close the game out, we got a shot, right? We got a shot, right? And to your you just made that point like you, you can't just use one stat. I have a great example of that, M- Matt Baker. He's uh, one of the best researchers in the world. Yeah. I say in the yeah. world. One of the greatest yeah. I've ever worked with. Maybe the greatest I've ever worked with He's in my life. Yep. So I used to sit there at night and, you know, Harold and Greg get into, like, these arguments. And Matt Baker would sit right next to me. And he would be giving Greg stats for his argument. And Greg would throw a stat out. And while Greg was giving his stat, he would get in Harold's ear, Baker, <laughs> And give him the opposite stat. And they would just argue actual stats. And that's what makes Matt so brilliant. He's like, basically, at the end of the day, you can take statistics and turn them into whatever you want. You can make you 
anybody look good or look bad. That's how politics works. You know, like, yeah. you know, the, the senator gets up there and says, we had this many, uh, you know, uh, we've we've gotten rid of all the homeless problems in our state. And, and but at the same time, it's like, well, what's the other stat which says, uh, you know, uh, nobody's making any money anymore in your state. Like you can you can make anything sound sweet. If you wanted right, to, exactly. With yeah, you can, you can you can finagle the analytics however yeah. you want to. Yeah, wow. and then what was great about hearing what Boone talk was talking about was like how they use how the Yankees use their you know way of analytics to get the best players or to get the best matchups. And I just it is really cool. It was really cool to hear him yeah. hear him explain all that. Anyway, all right, great. You got to run. You got a lot going on today. You always yeah, have bro. a lot going on today, man. You need to take I a got, break. I, well, I gotta actually do my, my I did my my sixth week of breakthrough pro last night, my my uh, mental performance coaching program. Six weeks. So we got two more weeks to go. Uh-huh. A lot of guys were in person, which is great. My son Andrew's home today, which is cool. Um and so I just I got action, man. I'm excited. Yeah. And hey, we got Mark Shapiro coming on tomorrow. How baby. about Leo. that everybody? Toronto Blue Jays. Holy Good. shit. Great friend of mine, Mark and I go way, way back to the Cleveland Indians minor league days when he was just a minor league director. So yeah, and hey, by the way, shout out, shout out to everybody in Canada. Other than the United States, our biggest numbers are in Canada. Yeah, so let's go Canada. Way to go, eh? Way to go, eh? We got this. Hey, hey. (laughs) yeah, remember that? Remember that movie? Strange Strange Brew. Strange Brew. One of the greatest (laughs) movies. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> and Hosehead the dog, Hosehead. Oh my god! Anyway, that, I gotta so watch good. that movie again. Jess has never seen that movie. movie. I'm gonna make her watch it, and she's gonna go. Nah. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> dude, it's and best. I'm gonna laugh it's the, the entire time. It's the best movie. It's the best <laughs> Those movie. guys are awesome. But dude, Mark Shapiro, join us tomorrow. It's gonna be a great conversation. Talk about analytics. We're gonna fire oh, at him yeah. some good stuff like that. Well, he's run the gamut of being on different shows. I mean, of being in different roles as far as so minor league director all the way, you know, all the way up, brother. Assistant GM, GM it. everywhere. So, so I'll right, say man. this on, wait, I'll say this on the air actually. What time are we recording that tomorrow? Just so uh, we're recording that 10, uh, 10, 10 a.m. 10, 10 Eastern. Eastern. All right. I'm excited. 10 Eastern, baby, get ready. Get ready. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go now and go try to find this mouse that's been running around my house. For <laughs> <laughs> Don't t- I'm going to text Jess. Don't do it. Watch the show. <laughs> she will kill me. She'll murder me. Hello. Anyway. All right, JG. Love you, brother. Love hey, you, have a great day, man. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. Appreciate it so much. Have a great day. Let's go. Monday starts the week. Let's get it. Now I've got some